Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Buckeyes Tomorrow Morning for Thursday, July 20th. I'm your host, Tom Moore. The Notre Dame game is in 44 days. The game against Michigan in 128 days. This is the very first episode of a new podcast, but I'm guessing it should feel somewhat familiar to most of you. Each episode is going to talk about the big news of the day surrounding Ohio State athletics. A lot of times that's going to be about football, but we'll talk about men's and women's basketball, men's and women's hockey, baseball, softball, tennis, whatever else is happening in the world of Buckeye sports. We'll talk about bigger picture things too, including conference realignment. We'll pick up our Big Ten football season preview series where we left off, have a rotating series of guests to talk about their particular areas of expertise, whether they're beat writers, recruiting analysts, or national writers. And because no one likes to be kept waiting, and some folks work third shift and need something new to listen to, We'll release each episode in the evening for the following morning. That may sound like a show you've listened to before. May That may not be a coincidence. Uh, this show is obviously starting over, so here are a few ways you can help folks find the show. You can share a link on social media. Leaving a five-star rating and writing a short review is a big help on whatever podcast platform you're getting this on. And of course, subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. That is the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. Finally, special thanks to Jared from the Sloopcast for not only suggesting the name, but also making the title graphic for the show as well. You can find his show, The Buckeye Sloopcast, wherever you're listening to this. You can also follow him on Twitter at Sloopcast. All right, that was a lot. That was the housekeeping for today. Now on with the show. My guest today is Tony Gerderman. I'm guessing he's probably also familiar to most of you, but for those who might not know him, Tony, can you let people know a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm a, I believe I'm a Gemini. Um, now, I'm a co-host of the Buckeye Weekly Podcast, of course, Tom, with you. Uh, been on the Ohio State beat uh, since uh, you know 2010, and, and sometime before that as well around the sphere. So, well versed in uh, the Ohio State athletic world. Enjoy talking about it. Enjoy writing about it, and looking forward to continue doing that in some form or fashion. All right, and I lied. There is one more piece of housekeeping. People who have followed you and me for a little while probably already know this, but we are pretty big on breaking down the fourth wall. Uh, over the last week or so, we heard from a lot of people who have made the morning show and the other show we do together, Buckeye Weekly, a part of their routine. We really, really do appreciate that. Uh, there was an episode of Buckeye Weekly that was released on Tuesday night that we heard recorded in advance of a week when both of us were on vacation. Uh, that accidentally posted on Tuesday. So if you were listening and wondering, why are those idiots just ignoring the elephant in the room and acting like nothing had happened? Well, no, we'll talk about all that whenever we can, to whatever degree we can in the coming days. But don't worry, we are both planning to continue covering the team. Buckeye Weekly will continue on the same feed you've always gotten it on. The morning show will continue here. So, all right. that Now I promise that's the end of the housekeeping. Back to the main topic of today's show. There is a day every summer that you look forward to quite a bit. It is the day that Ohio State releases its updated roster. So 
besides being a sure sign that the football season is right around the corner, why is that something that's a big deal to you? As a roster nerd, it's just fun to see number changes, uh, heights and weights changing, uh, players getting bigger, getting smaller, seeing who um, changes their numbers to uh, one of the first things you look for is who is now a single digit guy because single digit guys tell you a lot about how they're playing, uh, their their confidence, the coach's confidence in them, and that they're doing things the right way to get uh, a coveted number. So things like that, seeing who is, um, you know, the, the, the defensive linemen seeing, are, are they putting on the necessary weight? The offensive linemen, are they, do they, are they at a good weight? Is, are, are the young linebackers up to where they want? And then you also look for kind of trends, like in years past, maybe all of the defensive linemen a couple of years ago dropped like five pounds. So you're like, oh, so they're trying to get faster up front. Or if they all add some weight, like, oh, okay, so they're trying to be more stout up front. And so you kind of look for trends like that, all the while assuming that all of these numbers are recent and accurate. Yeah, and this is always, you know, you, you always kind of look at that uh, height and weight numbers with a little bit of a jaundiced eye. You know, you, there are a lot of uh, a lot of players who you see the listed height and then you see them in person and it's like, mm, how tall were the cleats that you were wearing when you uh, when you were measured at that height on the official roster? But it does also, you know, tend to correspond. You know, J.K. Dobbins a couple of years ago made a real point heading into his third year to really change his diet, change his workout routine. He dropped some weight, got faster. That was reflected in the roster. So you, you do you do end up getting uh, a lot of kind of hints at some things that may be coming. You mentioned the new numbers and how those are generally a tip off on guys who might be poised to take on a bigger role this fall. To me, there were three cornerbacks who were right at the top of that list this year where, you know, those single digit jerseys are very, very sought after. And three, you know, three different cornerbacks all moved to single digit jerseys this year. Yeah, the first guy, if we can go, I guess we can go nu- numerically. But you see Ja'Kalen Johnson, J.K. Johnson, as he is listed in the roster. So I guess we'll just go with that. Wearing number four was uh, 13, moved up to number four. Denzel Burke last year wore 29 very well as a true freshman, now wearing number five. And then Jordan Hancock, anytime an Ohio State Buckeye puts on number seven, as he has done now, you better be prepared for what that means. And anytime somebody wears seven, you're like, Okay, offense or defense. There's there's a history there. And so that was one of the first things I noticed as well, where um, it, it's a positive sign that those guys are going in the right direction, that they have the confidence to wear those, but also the coaches have the confidence to allow it. Because we've seen, go back to Damon Arnett, when you know he was in number th- wearing uh, what, three for a long time and then maybe mm-hmm. wasn't doing as well as he was supposed to during the off season and started at camp with what 46, I believe wearing mm-hmm. number 46, which is almost as insulting as you can get to a cornerback. But then he eventually responds, becomes a, a first, uh, first round draft pick. So yeah, seeing those guys pop up for a couple second year players who weren't given those numbers right out of the gate. I think that's a, it, it's a good sign, even though like, should we be looking at signs here? But we've seen it enough over the years. It's not 100% infallible as we, you know, you can see every year where you look at the roster. If you just look at the first 10 digits, you'll be like, well, that guy is not an All-American, that guy. So it's not foolproof, but it's still notable. 
yeah, I mean, you go back to last year. I remember Zach Harrison switching from 33 to nine. It was like, okay, that's that's a pretty good indication. They're expecting him to take a bigger a bigger role in the team. Was there anyone else at any other position that really jumped out to you on the uh, on the number front? I personally like that Cam Brown stays with 26. I I like corners sticking with corner numbers. I like um, running back sticking with running back numbers. I like Travion Henderson staying with 32, but having Cam Brown stick with that number, I, I like that as, again, a roster jersey number nerd. And so I think that's, you know, I, you, you never know if these are family numbers like they are with Travion Henderson paying homage to his grandfather. If Cam Brown just, this is a family number, this is, this is my number. You know, you try to make it your own and, and go from there. So I like that he stuck with 26. Um, you know, we got to see Mayan Williams in three, wearing three in the spring. Uh, makes him, I don't want to say look smaller, maybe it makes him look faster. But uh, the corner specifically, I, I like what I've seen, and I like the uh, the steadfastness of Cam Brown to just be like, no, I'm going to stick right here. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So that's the numbers. The other thing you can learn is which guys have grown either in height or weight or possibly lost weight. Like you mentioned, that could be, you know, a little bit of a tip off one way or the other in terms of what they're looking to do on the defensive line or the offensive line. You know, and it could also be a tip off in position changes sometimes, but you know, who were some of the numbers that jumped out to you, uh, you know, gain, lose, either way uh, this year? Well, you know, if you go back to last year, the Michigan game, watching Dewan Jones having some issues with, with the speed rush, being listed at 360 pounds, knowing that he needs to get a little bit quicker. He shows up on this year's, this, this fall's roster at 350 pounds, 10 pounds lighter than he was last year. Makes you think that He'll be better equipped to handle some of the speed rushing that he sees, but also still, still quite large enough to handle the power rushing that he will also see at six foot three, six foot eight, three hundred fifty pounds. You know, so I, I think that's a positive step. Paris Johnson is down five pounds as well, moving from guard to left tackle, so that's understandable. He has to get a little bit quicker and and just be more athletic, playing out on more of an island. So I think those two are, are some good signs and are not unexpected, but still, you know, good to see there. Uh, so really for me, those two were, um, you know, good moves. I was also just surprised to see hero canoe freshman defensive tackle from Germany listed at six foot four, 315 pounds. I, I didn't, I think as a recruit, he was listed at around two ninety something like that. So to see him show up looking at least, uh, statistically, like a big nose tackle that you might see, say, in the SEC or something like that, 
I think that's also uh, that caught my eye as well. Yeah, we saw Hero Canoe out at uh, at least one of the camps this summer back in June. He he looks like he's going to play. You know, I think there was some question. You know, is he be a nose? Is he be a three tech? You know, he's definitely playing on the inside. He definitely looked every bit of a three hundred pound uh, in, interior defensive lineman when we saw him. So yeah, that that's uh, you know not not that there was a big question whether he was going to be an edge player or not, but. Yeah, definitely, definitely uh, bulked up a little bit there. So that's a, that is a little bit of a, a little bit of a look on uh, sort of reading the tea leaves on the roster a little bit. This is a little less uh, of the sort of main show topic content we're gonna than we're gonna typically be doing. But this is uh, also we had a good bit of housekeeping to do off the top of the show. Probably won't go into that detail uh, on uh, you know gestures vaguely towards the universe uh, during uh, most episodes. But uh, you know there is not a new website to plug yet. But uh, Tony, let people know where they can find you on Twitter. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Tony Gerdeman. I am there seven to 16 hours a day. So other other than my eight hours of sleep every night, Tom. All right. And uh, wanted to close the show out today just by telling everyone how much we truly appreciated everyone who reached out via phone, email, Twitter, DM, Instagram, carrier pigeon, anything else over the past week or so. It has been genuinely overwhelming. Great to be back doing a show again. Uh, and as mentioned earlier, the Buckeye Weekly Podcast will be back with a new episode in the coming days. We'll just ask for everyone's patience and understanding on things as we get started with what's next. We are excited to tell you all about it. There are some details that need to be sorted out, so just you're going to have to be a little bit patient. Uh, if we miss a weekday on the podcast feed, don't panic. We may have a little bit of ramp-up period for a little bit. Just wanted to let you guys know as soon as possible is that this is where you'll be able to find us. Uh, on the morning show in the future, you'll be able to continue to find us in the Buckeye Weekly feed in the future. And again, as I mentioned off the top of the show, you can help folks find this new show feed uh, just by uh, share the link on social media. Leave us a five star rating and review. You're going to have to just trust the 600 uh, something episodes of uh, track record that we have on uh, a previous show feed. Uh, you can go ahead and apply that to this if uh, if you're so inclined. Uh, writing a short review is a big help. And of course, subscribing to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Best way to make sure you never miss an episode. Thank you guys all once again for all your support. And uh, we will talk to you probably tomorrow.